three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, theys, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple, and this is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're all having a great night, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. I've got a review for the latest Robert uh, Michonian offering. You know uh, Robert uh, Michonian from directing The Killing of Two Lovers, which came out in 2020. If you have not seen that movie... I, you know what? I haven't reviewed that. I should review that. I'm going to add that to my list. But that film's absolutely fucking incredible. And it stars uh, Clayne Crawford, who plays Joe, uh, at least in this film. He's also in uh, the aforementioned film. But you know Clayne Crawford from several things. Uh, the Killing of Two Lovers, as I just mentioned. Uh, Steel City. A Walk to Remember. Yes, A Walk to Remember. Swim Fan. Fucking Swim Fan. Swim Fan's good, by the way. And then also... The very underrated Lethal Weapon t- uh, TV series where he played Martin Riggs. And I went back and watched that before, uh, watched a couple episodes before I watched this movie. He's really fucking great in that show. But he plays Joe here. And what I really appreciate about this film is what it has to say. And I'm going to get into that in a moment. But the plot as it stands without, while dancing around spoilers, is. Clayne Crawford plays Joe. His wife, Tess, is played by Jordana Brewster, who, of course, you know from the Fast and Furious movies, fine-ass Jordana Brewster. And they're having this conversation, and Joe's telling her that, hey, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go out in the woods. I'm going to go hunt. You know, I'll be back. I'll be back tonight. And really, this whole conversation starts because he's concerned about the apocalypse and not being able to take care of his family if one were to occur. And so he decides to go deer hunting by himself. And what I love about this conversation is that Tess is doing everything in her power to keep his ass there because she understands how incredibly dangerous it is to go hunting by yourself for the first time, let alone the mental state that Joe's in. And when I say mental state, I'm really talking about the fact that he's not hunting because it's not like he's hunting to get the skills. And when I say that, it, he's not just wanting to get the skills, period. It's this paranoia of the apocalypse that's that's attached to it. And that is a really subtle thing that I think the film does a really good job of pointing out. That him wanting to go out and learn to prepare, uh, provide for his family if, you know, the lights went out or something like that. That's one thing. But the uh, fucking apocalypse <laughs> being attached to Joe's motivation it really muddies the waters before he even picks up a fucking rifle. And so the fact that that's attached to it, I love that the film makes that decision. And Robert uh, Michonian also wrote this film. And I, again, just from a writer writing standpoint, I love that little detail. But what I, one thing I really love about this film is that Joe, this really is a artistic showcase for Clayton Crawford. It's really him by himself, out in the woods. It's really kind of his castaway. And what I really appreciate about that is that um, 
I haven't mentioned the show too much on the podcast. I think I've mentioned it once or twice, but he did the show called uh, called Rectify, which was oh that was on Sun that was like on Sundance if memory serves. But Rectify is an amazing show. He plays this guy named Ted, who's a total piece of shit. But then you learn the gray about Ted. You learn the good things about Ted, and you really feel a lot of the those elements of that performance being shown here. It feels like it's all been building up to this. And this is just an incredible showcase for Clayne Crawford. There's this moment where he falls asleep with the rifle in his hand and you're just sitting there going, oh my God, why are you holding the gun like this? Why don't you have a fucking carrying case? Why don't you have a backpack for your fucking gun? He's so ill-equipped and so unprepared that the movie does a great job. It's like it's like the most fucked up jack-in-the-box. It just keeps turning a little bit more and more. There's a point where we see Joe trying to load the gun, and he he tries to load the bullets like two or three times, and they drop out of the gun. And I'm I hate hunting. Not I, I'm just, I'm not good at it. I, I'm not good with guns. I've never been a fan of guns. Anyways, but just watching it from the from that perspective, it's cringe city in the best way because you understand that he should not be out there. There's a point where he talks to one of his friends. He borrows his truck and borrows his rifle. And the friend even says, dude, if you wait a week, wait a week, I will go hunting with you. And Joe's just like, no, no, I got it. And it's so ingrained in him that he needs to be this big, strong man with a gun and go ahead and prove this to himself. And something occurs you can you might be able to guess what it is, but I'm not gonna say it here. But something occurs that goes ahead and just flips Joe's world in a complete 180. And it's in those moments where you really see Clay Crawford get to flex and show his stuff. There's this moment where Joe breaks down by the truck. And that scene, I love that uh, it's very similar to the opening, uh, the opening sequence of um of the killing of two lovers where you see Crawford just running towards his house. And it's just this long, you know, this long one shot, three minute shot of him just running towards his house. And I love that scene in particular because it shows the audience that we need to stay in the uncomfortableness of what that character's experienced. Not going to spoil it, but there's a moment here with the truck that's so similar to that where uh, Maconian focuses on Joe and Sonic the camera pulls away when he starts crying. It's like, no, you are going to sit in this and feel as uncomfortable in this moment as Joe feels. I absolutely love, love that artistic decision. Um, there's this point early on in the film where <laughs> where Joe kind of has this mantra. He keeps humming, uh, saying to himself, hey, little lady, hell is coming for breakfast. He keeps saying that as he's talking to her about going hunting. And the way that there is another, um, there's another term that he uses, you'll know it when you hear it. But the contrast of his state of mind when he's saying, hey, little lady, hell's coming for breakfast versus when he's saying this new thing, it's a heartbreaking contrast. And given, uh, given the events of the film, you just go, wow, that is, that's really quite terrible. And there's this point as far as about him hunting deer, where there's a point that's brought up about why he's doing it and what he would do after the deer got killed, that once it's brought up to Joe, he even kind of pauses and goes, 
oh fuck, I didn't think about that. And, <laughs> and it's so amazing the way that Crawford plays it, because he 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 conveys so much about this character without saying shit. It's really his facial expressions. They're telling their own story that's going along with the script. It's really masterfully done. And I just, as I was watching this movie, I just kept going, man, this is a, it's like a, it's a quick watch too. It's 96 minutes, but you get, it's very well, it's just very well done. And the score, the score is very apparent when it needs to be, but it knows very much when to pull back which is something that made me very happy. The score never overwhelms the film, but, oh, man, when it kicks in when it needs to, and you hear these just haunting moments when something occurs, you just go, oh, that's wonderful. And even when uh, there's a great little use of sound, again, you'll you'll know it when you see it, um, it's involving uh, the slamming of the truck bed. That That's the one thing I will give you. But that editing for the sound was something I went, oh, that's just, I just gave you more points just off of that alone. It's very similar to, I don't know if you read this when y'all were kids, but you remember that Jack London story, uh, that short story, To Build the Fire? It's very much in that vein. It's, it's very much similar to something like that. But I love the moral questions that this film asks, you know, about questioning (laughs) Joseph's integrity. As I get to my, yeah, getting my final thoughts here, I just, I dug this. Like, the more I really thought on it, I watched this, what's today? Today's Saturday. So I watched this Wednesday. And I was sitting there, I was like, man, I've really enjoyed that. But I was talking to my partner about it more. And just the more I kind of kept talking about it, the more I went, man, I, I, I'm i going to probably end up watching this again. I, I'm going to end up buying this. I, I just, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's a very dark film at points but there is like there's a good dark comedy balance i think this film strikes it's actually pretty it's actually pretty fucking funny at points too so i really enjoyed this uh i would really recommend this to anyone especially if you just like little bottle films like this and things that might make you think and give you give you a little something to uh to chew on after uh, after you've watched it and you've thought on it a little bit so i'm gonna give this a solid a minus i really enjoyed this and i I haven't seen, I actually know what I'm talking about. I did watch um, uh, Killing of Two Lovers. I am going to have to go back and rewatch that again because I haven't watched it in a while. But I am going to review that because, yeah, the, this was aces for me. Uh, this is something everyone should watch. If I had seen this in a, in a theater and paid full price, I would have gone like, yeah, that was worth 12 bucks. So, yeah, highly recommend the, jo- uh, the integrity of Joseph Chambers for everyone. So, um, have you seen it? What did you think of it? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Follow my link tree. You can find everything, where the show is, how to find it, reach out to me, how to email me, what to follow me on. But you can follow me on TikTok at Black Shazam. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam. You can follow me on the Twitter and Instagram at jhunterrealpineapple. Uh, please go ahead and like the show, rate us, share us, all that fun stuff. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcast at The Real Pineapple. You can go ahead and like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. And, oh gosh, am I missing anything? No, that sounds right. Uh, But everyone, thank you so much for listening. 
Um, by the time you hear this review, it will probably be up, but I am going to have a review next week as well uh, with the star of the integrity of Joseph Chambers in Clay Crawford. I'm really excited to bring that review to y'all. Um, I'm really excited to uh, put that up. That was a fun review uh, interview. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we will talk to you soon.